0: The Alabama Crops Report Podcast, your trusted information source for Alabama agriculture.
1: Hey everybody, welcome in to another episode of the Alabama Crops Report Podcast. Uh, today's going to be a little bit different. Just myself, Scott Graham, and Dr. Eros Francisco in the studio today. We're going to... Give a little update on on where we are right now with our uh, corn and and soybean situation. Uh, So Eros, of course, a recurring guest on the podcast is our extension grain crop specialist. So he works corn, soybeans, wheat, and I'm sure some other things as well. So Eros, how's it going today? Pretty good, Scott. Glad to be here again uh, and talk about crops. Yeah, yeah. So I know, uh, haven't got to catch up in a while. We've been passing each other on the interstate and highways riding around. Uh, so I know you've been out and looking at things. And, you know, for the most part, there's not a lot we can do for the corn crop at this point. But how how is it looking in your estimation?
0: Well, corn is suffering in some parts of the state. I've been traveling all around and I'm checking on the Tennessee Valley region. In June, last June, they had a pretty bad drought by my data that I collect from the, the weather stations that we have. In Madison, they only got 0.4 inches in June. So that's a, that's a big hit for corn when, they, when corn is uh, pollinizing. So, plus, the temperature was very high in June. As compared to last year, just to give you a figure, Last year, the highest temperature was 92 degrees, and in June 2022, the highest was 100 and, 100 and something, 100.5. So, plus the drought, the lack of soil moisture, the plant cannot process that kind of heat. So, pollination was very impacted, very much impacted. and. What we see right now is a lack of kernels in most of the years and in some fields, dry land, corn is not looking good and perhaps the yield is going to be very low. Uh, On the irrigated side, yields are going to be better but not as good as compared to last year because of the heat. The heat doesn't allow the plant to process itself physiologically speaking. Even though you have soil moisture because you're irrigating the, the, the crop, the heat is going to damage the plant. So all the carbohydrates will not be allowed to move all around the plant and, and be brought to the kernels to fill it properly. In other parts of the states, uh, corn is looking much better. Like in the south, we always get rain in the Gulf Coast region, mm. right? So oh, yeah. Yeah, over there, that's a different situation, uh, the corn is looking much better but with the lot of rains they have uh, had in the last couple months the problem now is diseases so we i, I have seen some fields that with uh, southern rust pretty bad and also diplodia so that's an, a, a different condition as compared to Uh, to the north side but eels are going to be pretty much better in the south than in the north part of the state
1: you know in in my when i when i talk with folks and they call you know with you know whatever it is one of the first things i have to ask them is now what's the weather situation for you because these rains have been especially in the north have been so sporadic they've been field by field like you said i've seen corn i know on the the research station at belmonta I have a regulated cotton trial that's surrounded by corn on three sides that's just the farm's production corn and it was looking really good early and then on on that farm they went six weeks and got six tenths of an inch from the last week of may through the first week of july and so i mean that corn just wilted as you can imagine uh, but you drive a couple miles down the road, and there's some beautiful fields. It's just been crazy how isolated these fields are. And so a lot of times when I talk to folks and I say, well, what's the weather been like? They say, well, which field are you talking about?
0: <laughs> pretty much, yes. <laughs> well, we were together yesterday for a field day. And when driving to, back to Auburn, uh, I got two showers, and they were like half a mile only. Yeah. So yeah. pretty much isolated yep. events. Uh, And this is not good for for crops right now.
1: Yeah. And for whatever reason, it seems like the same fields are catching the rains and the same fields are missing the rains. And it's, we're just all over the board right now with everything. But hopefully, like you mentioned, you know, I know historically most of our grain is in North Alabama and particularly in the Tennessee Valley. Hopefully our yields in the South Alabama can kind of bring up our state average a little bit um, because it's. There are some, some fields, I think, will be okay in, in North Alabama, but some fields are not looking good. So when, when do you think we'll start harvesting?
0: Well, we are harvesting we are already. Harvesting. Yeah, some, some fields are being picked up. Um, in some cases, the yields are, are good. Uh, in some cases, the, the yield is not. There are some predictions from farmers that I heard uh, about 50 bushels, 70 bushels, so pretty much low yield. Um, In the wiregrass region, I heard about an irrigated field being picked up at 250. And the farmer was not happy because last year it was 300 plus uh, bushels per acre. Uh, But the thing is, even though it's irrigated, the temperatures are pretty much the the, the question here. So if you have that kind of heat uh, during pollination and during uh, kernels filling... You're going to be hit uh, mm. because, the, as I said, the plant cannot process that kind of situation. And you know, in, in irrigation is is more meant to supplement,
1: you know, quote God's irrigation, not do it all itself. So it's it's really hard to try to completely grow a crop with no rain and just irrigating it. And a lot of times, some of these fields, particularly in the wire grass, that's what we're having to do. I mean, there's been pockets on the the drought infest <clears throat> excuse me the uh the drought monitor report that basically been at least abnormally dry all year long and in those situations i just and you may tell me i'm wrong as an agronomist but i feel like we can't just a hundred percent irrigate it and in, and expect to hit the same yields we do in a year where we get rains and supplement with irrigation
0: well of course water is a great uh input for crops but it's not a hundred percent it's not everything. We need to rely on soil fertility and perhaps soil fertility is not helping as much as we need it plus the water. Mm -hmm. So that kind of situation we have to manage year after year. Uh, But just to sound like a word of of comfort, uh, this is not the case of uh, the drought problem is not in Alabama. Uh, I've been uh, hearing that most of the U.S. is suffering with pockets of trout here and there Mm -hmm. Uh, so corn is corn is a a crop that is being is going to be hit a lot in in most of states we we didn't need that for 2022 uh regarding all the conditions we have globally speaking uh that was a year to uh increase our storage uh worldwide and we were, we were expecting that to happen, but that's not what's going to happen. So we're, we may see in the future still high prices and also high prices for inputs, for chemicals, for fertilizer, because commodity price is a big driven of mm. prices. Let's hope for, for a good outcome out of this yeah well i tell you what unless you got anything else on corn let's move to
1: soybeans now maybe we can be a little bit more upbeat with the prospects of our bean crop
0: yeah well soybean is looking great in some uh in some of the fields uh of course it was planted uh later than corn so the drought of june didn't hit so much soybeans badly as it did with corn uh nowadays we have In the north, four point something to five point something growth maturity uh, maturity groups for soybeans. In the south, five something to six, five or seven. Uh, So we have soybeans blooming right now and soybeans filling pots. With the kind of rain that we have so far, it's been enough. But I'm I'm considering that August is going to be the change maker. for for soybeans. If we do have some soil moisture in August, we're gonna be good regarding soybean yield. If August is dry, then we're gonna be seeing a problem with soybean yield. So August is gonna be a challenge for us.
1: Absolutely, and you know, August is also typically the time when <clears throat> the phone starts ringing for me, and, and folks are starting to say, "Hey, we're we're picking up caterpillars, we're picking up stink bugs. You know, what what do you think? Are, are you hearing and seeing much when you're when you're out and about about insects right now?" Hear
0: and seeing because I've I've been struggling with kudzu bugs in yeah. my trials, uh, in all the regions, not one specific, but all the regions. It looks to be the 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 insect of the year
1: so yeah, far. Yeah, they they really they've they bounced back this year for whatever reason and we're seeing a lot of pictures and getting a lot of phone calls about quote buku numbers of uh of kudzu bug and you know the good thing about that one is it's easy to control. You know, our, our thresholds are pretty high. Once you get the the plants get, you know, a foot or so tall, our thresholds one per plant with immatures. Uh, And so really we just wait until we start seeing those eggs hatch and and spray a pyrethroid and we knock them out. And the reason for that is uh, they're, you know, they're moving in off of kudzu or whatever into the uh, field. We feel like once they start laying eggs, they feel like, okay, we're here now. This is where we're going to be. Those nymphs start hatching out. They obviously can't leave the field. Nymphs can't move back into another field. So we go ahead and time that spray then. We feel like we can make them a one spray pest. Knock them out. We don't have to worry about them. But yeah, a lot of lot of kudzu bugs this year that we've been seeing and hearing about. And also, I, I've seen a
0: lot of Japanese beetles as well.
1: Yeah, particularly probably North Alabama. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: And and the three corner.
1: Yeah. Alfalfa yeah. hopper. Yeah, three corners. Yeah. yeah. Starting to get a lot of pictures of, of plants that are lodging over. Of course, that damage was done when those seedlings were when the the beans were seedling stage. So nothing we can do about it now but hope. Our scouts don't knock over a bunch of plants, you uh, know, when they're scouting, or hope we don't get some lodging situations at harvest later in the year. Because typically, if you got three cornered damage, if you don't break the plants over, they yield pretty normally. Uh, but th- you can get a situation with storms or winds or whatever, and, and you get a lot of lodging, and you lose some yield that way. Uh, we're starting to hear about some defoliating caterpillars. Our our traps were up pretty big in Central Alabama this week with a soybean looper in particular. So that's something that folks need to be thinking about and looking for. Uh, I don't know what you're hearing on stink bugs this, you know, so far this year.
0: They're they're coming. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. coming because uh, soybean is moving to uh, right. We're starting setting to get... pods and filling pods. So right. Yep. Yep. And we're. We're
1: starting to hear more, uh, particularly in, in kind of the black belt region, about red bandage stink bug, which that's a, I don't know if you're familiar with that one you know, oh, yet yeah. or not. That's a different critter completely mm-hmm. from our traditional stink bugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's actually a little bit smaller if you just look at the size of it. It's not as big as, say, the southern green or the green, but its mouth part's a little bit bigger. feeds a little bit more aggressively. Uh, it's got... Uh, enzymes and it's saliva that spread a little bit further so it's more damaging so that's one we tell folks you know historically they don't make it all the way to tennessee valley They're they uh just the cold weather up there where further north kills them they don't survive the winters as well and they normally just don't make it that far north they can but typically don't uh so, but but that's one we've got to be aggressive once we start getting the immatures in the fields we've really got to go with tank mixtures of, of pyrethroids and uh and asafate, or uh with the neonicotinoid like imidacloprid uh, mi- mixing these chemicals together to, to control these pests because they are very damaging uh they they can be a bit of a budget buster you know if you're not planning on a couple of insecticides but they can sure enough be a budget buster if you don't spray them or you let them go and they just completely destroy your
0: yields. Oh yeah, the farmers uh, must be attention and and caution about this insect because it really hits yield and quality. Uh, So sculpt your fields, go out, check your beans. If you find one or two, uh, be prepared to spray if you hit the the threshold. Um uh, don't play with this pest don't play with this bug this bug is a big concern for for beans yeah
1: absolutely this is one i like to be a little a little aggressive on you know try to try to get them before they really get established and get going in the field because if, if there's any folks out there who are used to you know plant bugs in cotton once you get a a big population it's hard to get them out and it's the same thing with these red bandits and soybeans if you get an embedded population and you've got all sizes of immatures in the field and the adults. It is hard to get them out. So, so be you know, come out early, come out swinging hard, knock them back, and let's let's try to alleviate that situation.
0: And if any farmer needs our assistance, please call us. Uh, we are here to help. Uh, if you see any any bugs or any perhaps diseases, uh, diseases are not. A big problem now, uh, now in Alabama for regarding soybeans. I've seen target spot, uh, eye, frog eyes here and there, but not a, a big problem. Uh, I would say that if you if you treated your soybeans with a blanket of fungicide, you're you're good so far. But the stink bug is is a problem, is a concern. So uh, pay attention and be careful with this with this pest. Let's hope for uh, August of rain to fill those pods and get those big beans. And if, if you can, watch the market. The market has chilled down a little bit regarding commodity prices, uh, but with the uncertainty, the political uncertainty, and, and this is everywhere uh, around the globe, what I have read and, and, and watching and hearing from specialists, is that we're going to still have prices uh, to peak a little bit more than they have, they have done so far. So uh, we may see some concerns about storage of grain, uh, so the market is still, is still uncertain. So the prices may, may be to unfold uh, in the near future. All right, like Arrow said,
1: you know, if any of us can ever do anything to help, please don't hesitate to reach out and let us know. That's why we're here, Uh, so so please do that. And also, as always, we'd like to thank our uh, listeners for tuning in each week and and listening and uh, be looking for another episode of the Alabama Crops Report podcast coming soon. The Alabama Crops Report podcast is a production of the Alabama Cooperative Extension System and is sponsored by
0: Alabama Ag Credit.